Welcome to the Certified Skills in AI and Tech podcast brought to you by Criterion. Criterion is a global leader in assessment solutions, providing software for test development and delivery, as well as test development services for low to high stakes certification programs. Welcome everyone to the Certified Skills in AI and Tech podcast. As always, we have our Chief Revenue Officer, Buzz Walker, and our, and today we have a guest, uh, VP of Field Engineering at SciSense, Ronin. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? Very well. Good to see you. Awesome. Well, we'd love to hear a little bit about your company and some of the work that it's doing. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, SciSense is a, is a business intelligence software company. Um, that gives, you know, our customers the ability to aggregate data from multiple sources, um, and obviously visualize the data, um, and, you know, perform analysis on the data. Um, I think what's unique about SciSense, um, as the, you know, the adult player on the market is, uh, SciSense do offer an easy way for customers to embed their analytic in their offering, um, and really service their customers with embedded analytic. Um, you know, we're offering this to our composers decay. Um, so very kind of like developer uh, approach um, where customers can easily embed SciSense right, and provide analytics and advanced analytics to their customers. One of the things we think about when we talk, talk, talk about tech companies and, and customers is, you know, everyone has challenges, everyone has problems. When you think about the challenge or the problem that, that you're solving for the customer, what would you say that that, that, uh, that challenge or problem is? Yeah, I think there's a few challenges. I think far most that the first one is data, right? Um, trying to build a good data model um, that really uh, describes their use case and what they're trying to solve for their customer. Um, and I think SciSense, you know, with the uh, with the uh, data modeling ability and capabilities, um, allow those customers to kind of aggregate the data, bring the data um, into a unified data source. Might then be able to run analytics on top of the data. I'd say the second one is really bringing that analytics, right? Bringing the visualization to where your customers are living, right? Uh, where they do their day-to-day business, right? Um, I think historically, BI tools, um, you know, they're good about dashboards, right? Let's get a nice, beautiful dashboard that people can look at it, right? Uh, but then adoption was really tough. I think what Sysense is trying to do is saying like, hey, Wherever you live, wherever your application is, we'll bring that analytic through you um, into your application and make it easier for you to consume the data. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I think, uh, you know, every day people have challenges with data, understanding the data, the analytics behind it. You know, in the last year, probably year and a half now, you know, We've seen this rise in emergence of artificial intelligence, chat GPT, AI. How has that uh, changed the way that your business functions and your yeah, software is offered? Sorry? And how your software is offered to customers. Yeah, so um, I think there's two parts to the question. One is like internally how SciSense uses AI to kind of do our business and then how the SciSense offering has this AI capability to our customers. Um so I would say internally, I think in the last year and a half, um, we have absorbed a lot of like AI, um, you know, solutions into our business. Um, you know, I can tell you that internally we are using AI 
um, to be smarter about searching for uh, for information. Um, you know, as you know, information exists in multiple systems, right? Every company has, you know, data in Confluence, in your ticketing system. Um, it could be in Slack messages. It could be all over the place, right? Um, I think with using uh, some of the search AI tools, um, we make it easier for our support people and our CSM who are interacting with customers um, to find information about their customers, to find information about uh, how to solve a problem way easier. Um, I know the AI capabilities can summarize um, all that information. Right? Uh, in some cases, they will make suggestions on how to reply to a customer. Right? Um, where could I get a code snippet and maybe, maybe, you know, what would be the best way to maybe code for a particular problem? Um, so that's, that's been very efficient for us internally, um, to, uh, to utilize, uh, some of those tools, right? Um, we're also now in the process of, uh, of adding, uh, like a chatbot. So an AI chatbot to our offering. So, um, enabling our customers to do self-serving, right? Uh, you walk into, you know, log into a portal. Um, you can use the smart search capability to try to find an answer. If that doesn't work, you can then interact with the chatbot, um, where the chatbot has access to all our internal knowledge base and can serve up uh, in a nice way, kind of like a, a reply to the problem, right? right? As far as the as far as the offering of the license, I think maybe like three four years ago, already start. Um, you know, enabling some AI capabilities. So in the most simplest way, when you start interacting with Sysense and start selecting fields, um, it would learn, um, you know, uh, your habits and which fields are you selecting and which fields, you know, for a specific data model, which fields are you doing for a specific dashboard. And with actually the next time you come in or some other user comes in would suggest the um, most used fields or which, you know, which fields would make sense based on what you're doing, right? Um, so that was kind of built into the product. Um, obviously, we do have advanced analytics where you can, um, you know, do prediction. You could try to uh, run an analysis and show you anomalies within the data and also describe the data to you and explain the data to you in a language that you can read it off, right? Instead of looking at charts and graph, you can, you, can, you know, we can summarize the graph for you and then you can kind of like, you know, read it out or, or you know, look at it and understand that from, you know, a human perspective, right? Not just like charts and graphs, right? As you start looking at uh, some of these different areas that AI has impacted you both internally as well as externally with your customers, has it trained, or not trained, but changed the type of people or the training they require that you want to bring in to SciSense or even recommendations that you make to your clients as to the uh, the, the type of people that should interact with the system, implement the system. Um, what kind of changes have you seen that from that, that broader impact that AIML has? Yeah, I think, uh, what I, at least what I'm seeing from my side, um, you know, like 10 years ago, um, creating a pretty dashboard was like, this was the best exercise for it, right? Like, let me connect you to my SQL Server, right? And then within, yeah. we used to do like a 90-minute POC. Within 90 minutes, I can pull the data and I can create some visualization, right? These were non-technical business users. Actually, in fact, Sison started with the slogan, right? Like, BI for non-technical people. Um, but I think throughout, you know, the last 10 years, obviously, most of the customers are now have more experience with data, right? They're more sophisticated. They've done through like one or two cycles of working with BI solutions, 
Um, and they have um, more requirement, right? The, the customers are asking for more data and analytics. So by na- you know naturally they want to embed the solution, right? Because now they're sitting on so much data and they have more experience in using data, right? They they're saying, hey, show me how I can uh, with minimum effort, right, embed your analytics solution into my uh, you know my solution. But also, how do I react? on the things that you're telling me or telling my customers. How do I get alerts? How do I automate some of the things that my customer is trying to do to create an automated process, right? Um, so from just pure non-technical business BI to now saying, hey, um, I'm, we're looking at more like people that has more experience, they're more technical, they know exactly what they want because they've done already BI in their previous life. But now they want to go to that next level of automating things, right? Of creating action item based on the data that you're telling me, based on what the AI is telling me, right? Um, so I think we're seeing that shift, and that's why SciSense, um, over the next six months, we're coming out um, with the PLG notion, right? So we're geared for more for developers. Um, similar to any other PLG company, you come in, um, you sign up for, uh, for like a two weeks uh, freemium, um, you have access to all the, you know, all size sense right? Um, as a developer, I can easily write a few snippets of code, right? And I can create a dashboard. I can create a process. I can create whatever I needed to do um, to show that, hey, it's really easy to kind of interact with the data and, and create actions, right? Um, you can then buy a few seats. And then if you're ready to go, you can move into a freemium. Uh, so I think the shift is from you know, non-technical business users to more, you know, developers, um, people are technical, right? Um, people who just give me a set of code, compose SDK, just, you know, leave me alone, let me do my job. Yeah. It seems like with that, that type of shift, it changes even the people you need to have in your customer success team, for example, who would be dealing with a non-technical BI user and helping them to implement a dashboard to a much more technical developer who now wants to use APIs and integrate data sets either in their company or maybe external data sets and, and are, are looking for support and being able to, uh, grab these different data elements wherever they might be, either internal or external to the company, that's much different than setting up a dashboard, it would seem. Exactly. I think, you know, like there's, there's a lot of companies in the last couple of years that went out with this slogan, so dashboards are there, dashboards are no longer there, right? I think dashboards are still here, but I think dashboard is not the meaning of analytics and BI anymore, right? Um, it's just a way to present something, Um I think um, getting the actions um, and, um, you know, the uh, what the data is telling us and then doing something with that data to drive some kind of a process, this is where BI is going, right? And this is where BI is heading, right? Um, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm a user of BI, let's say I, you know, I got my, my phone and I got an app, right, and I'm tracking something, I don't know, I'm going to the gym and I'm tracking my, uh, my exercise, right, I'm less interested to see, you know, graph of like how much calories I burned over time, right, I'm always like, show me anomalies, right, show me that something is happening, right, and tell me what to do, 
might propose to me, say, hey, I'm seeing you haven't done so much exercise in the last week, might I suggest you do A, B, and C, right? Or if I look at all the other population in your age, you should be doing A, B, and C, right? So I think taking that information into any other venue, right, and use case, um, you can think about like a trucking company, right, or a healthcare company, right? Um, we can use the data and push information and um, change the way they manage their, um, I don't know, their uh, uh, tracking, um, I don't know, schedule, right? Um, just because we're seeing something which is, um, you know, uh, different than what they're doing or, you know, we're comparing them to the same population in other other companies or other industries, right? Um, and you should be driving six hour days and you should be stopping in this and you should be doing that and you should be doing that, right? A lot of that is I think that what BI is heading for, right? Taking the data and driving actions, right? So actionable insight based on what you're seeing. Add AI capability on top of it, right? And you have a little bot that can help you do your day-to-day business, right? Some of the stuff can be automated, right? So I don't need to be glued to my phone 24 hour days. I can say like if something happens, just automate it, right? And let me know when it didn't happen. I wonder, um, you think about the trend with developers. Developers are, you know, like you mentioned, they want to just do their task, do some technical role, and, and, and move on with it. But I yeah. wonder if, if that's even useful anymore. You know, ChatGPT is automating, auto, uh, even AI is automating a lot of those very technical sort of redundant patterns of behavior that people engage in. So now, does the future look like those developers need to start thinking more creatively, look at problem solving? Is that how you really take uh, your solutions to the next level versus just you know, having developers focus on their one technical area and, and that's that's their job? Yeah, I think what we're going with our composers, the case time to market, right? So instead of do, dealing with the low-level code, right, you're dealing more about, like, which data I want to bring in. Okay, my composers, the case is enough to just, like, plug in the data, connect data. Um, Composers DK will give you the ability to kind of like read the data, consume the data, and then format the data in a, into a, a way where um, you can serve that up to your user by visualization and any, any other means, right? Um, I think this is what we're trying, we're trying to do. We're trying to appeal to that, um, you know, to that community where they don't have to write 20,000 lines of code, right? Um, with four or five lines of code, they already have a solution that is up and running and then they can deal with um, other things that they need to deal with, you know, things that has to do more with like data integrity, right? how to bring the data, how to clean the data, right? Um, some of the other stuff that is more time consuming. When you think about this shift in the skills needed, you know, how does your company approach thinking about the future and the training new employees in this new area? You know, perhaps somebody's been a computer programmer for 20 years and they join your company and they need to start thinking about being trained in a way and thinking different. You know, how do you think about customer training and also employee training? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, you know, we invest a lot in our own, our own internal training. Um, we actually moved into a new training system lately. Um, we're serving more training material to our customers. Um, we're actually starting in about a week, something we called, uh, tech talk, right? So, um, we, you know, it's a, it's a simple zoom session where we invite our customers and we, you know, we tell them of, on the latest and greatest, you know, if some new features came out, um, maybe lessons learned, right? We'll see what our other customers are doing and we want to make sure everybody's following the same, um, you know, rules of engagement, same direction, same, 
uh, you know, tips and tricks that we can help them to kind of be successful. Um, and in these, you know, these talks and this conversation, right, uh, will help them our customers kind of like go to the next level. Um, also internally, we're doing a lot of uh, enablement internally to make sure people understand, you know, what the developer wants, why that. Not everybody can be a developer, right? But at least they have the tools, they have the AI tools to kind of help them and guide them through the journey, right? If not, they can obviously direct them to the chat bot or to the, you know, our community where there's a lot of information there. Where do you see the future of all of this going? If you were to think about AI, your company, everything in the next five years, where do you, where do you see all of it going? That is like the million dollar questions. I guess a lot of people reach if they know where we're going. I think, look, you know, I think from an AI, I think we're just in the beginning. I mean, I had a, I had a call today with one of our vendors who, uh, who provide us some uh, AI capability. Um, the way I see it is, you know, Size sense, you know, with our composers, it was funny. We did a hackathon a couple of weeks ago, and some of the things that people did um, with our composers, decay and using data is amazing. So think about um, fantasy football, for example. Right? There's a lot of stats on the uh, on the games, on football, on the players, right? And you're like just playing this fantasy football, and you want to say like, hey, which team is going to win, right? Think about you are searching Google for one of the team. You look at the stats and then you hover over the mouse and then all of a sudden something pops up and brings you actual data and statistics on the team, right? And on the player for you to make an educated decision to say like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to bet in this team. Yes or no, right? Um, think about, um, I don't know, you're searching something uh, that has to do with a project you're doing, right? And then you, you know, you hover over. And the, uh, the application, right, gives you a little bit more statistics into what's happening, right? Maybe you're doing a project uh, on, you know, something that has to do with some historical thing, right? And you want to bring the data in, right? Data composes from, like, many sources, right? Think about the browser has now the ability to do the analysis for you and show you, like, a mini dashboard, right? Something that pops up a window that gives you more statistics and more information, right? Um, so I think kind of like that's the way I see it go. I see it. Less dashboards, more like I'm going to interact in my day-to-day and I want the data and the BI and the analytics to kind of pop up when I need it, right? And then to go away when I don't need it, right? Yeah, it seems like a lot in the past I needed um, a lot of skill sets in data, data analysis, getting the data. And now that skill set is shifting where you can have AI ML provide a lot of the data and put it in there and now it's going to rely more on how I I mentally process that information for making decisions and certainly I can get uh, AIRML to, to recommend some decisions but you still have to look at different pieces of data it's not always a straight line you yep. you need to start really being able to provide that analytical skills which again goes to the the training side of that or the type of people that you you hire or do you need to upskill or in this case it might even be a reskilling people to yeah. be able to do that because you have very much more of a analytical data get the data put it in rows and columns or tables make sure all that function properly to that all happens for you now now you need to make decisions or create a report that 
that's going to inform and and pull in strategies or market information from other areas and marry it with the data. Um, it, it seems like a very interesting challenge as we start looking at the, the the types of people that we have in our organizations now and the kind of things we're going to be asking them those same roles to do in the future. And there may be a mismatch between the, that that skill set. Somebody may have 10 to 15 years of experience doing it a particular way. And then in the last two years, it's really shifted what they needed to be able to do. And and, and how do you manage and handle that to, to really be able to retain these excellent employees and longer term employees? But at the same time, their skill set in their experience may not quite match what's yeah, needed. Tomorrow. I think, I think the shift is people. Um, I think I think the shift is um, all those tools can make people more productive. But I think you I think you said it. Right? The skill set might have to change. You need to be more analytic by right, these days. Right? You need to learn that skill set of being analytic and trying to understand what the data is telling you. Right? You don't have to like create reports and you don't have to like connect to databases. Right? That will be served to you. Now, what do you do with the data? How can you utilize the data to do an analysis to what you want to display, right? And I think this is the, the kind of change, right, that we're going for, right? Um, data would be easy to serve up. I think the skill set is what can you do with the data? How can we, as a BI vendor, humanize the data so you can consume it in a way that you don't have to be like a PhD in uh, I don't know in analytics, right? Um, right? I think that that that's where kind of like where we're going. Like, how can we humanize the data and make it make it easy for people to consume and then do their day to day job by of you know taking actions on top of it? Yeah, you you mentioned some uh, I think earlier that either you you have a, a new learning system or uh, internally and, and maybe even externally if I heard you properly. Are you trying to or thinking about addressing some of these shifts with the the type of training you provide for your for your clients? I guess in particular, and the, they'll have to be going through some uh, transition not only to use the product but getting value out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to use this iSense system, but more important is getting value out of it because ultimately that's when they're going to renew or come back or be a reference for you for others. Yeah, and and that's a good point. And I think we uh, what we've learned in the last uh, couple of, couple of years, um, teaching our customers to build the dashboards, right, and connect to the data doesn't really help. Right, you want to teach them on how how to be successful implementing science, right. So we want to give them the basic of what does it mean to create a good data model, right. Um, make sure it's optimized. Make sure there's no many to many. And what is a good practice on actually building? A dashboard, right? Um, and and what information do you want to do you want to display in a dashboard, right? I've seen dashboard with those like sixty different visualization. I don't really understand what the dashboard means, right? Like how to create a story based on your use case, how to humanize the data in a full in a way that people understand what I'm looking at, right? So I think we we have kind of like reshaped on our onboarding experience where we educate our customers what does it mean to run a BI solution, right? Um, and then once they understand that, I think, you know, building a dashboard or writing a piece of code, that's, that's pretty simple to do, right? Once you understand how to be successful, 
Um, so I think that's a shift we're seeing. Um, obviously, we're going to try to do as much more uh, enablement as we can. Um, so I mentioned we're doing this uh, TED Talk, right, like once, I think once every two weeks or three weeks, um, where it's basically lessons learned, right? Like we see a lot of our customers are going through something. Um, let's take that topic, right, and make sure we educate our customer, um, you know, as much as we can. Um, so it's not a repeatable issue. The other things that we're adding, and this we don't have yet, but we're adding it, um, you know, once we have a chatbot, right, like that chatbot, right, it's got a lot of information and it's connected to a lot of platforms. So think about somebody's coming in and starting typing a question, right? The chatbot would say like, hey, uh, Mr. Customer, I've seen you had like two other tickets, right, related to the same questions. Is this the same issue, right? Yes or no, right? And then direct them to kind of like maybe somebody else in another department is going through the same thing um, together with SciSense, right, to kind of like be smart about, Hey, we're already dealing with this. Maybe you should interact with the, you know, with the other person in your company or something like that, right? Um, again, using AI to be more efficient and obviously help our customers to solve, solve their issues in a much easier way, um, in a much humanized way, right? Well, it's not like, hey, it's the end of the world. Everything, you know, the world is coming down on me, but more like, let me help you to try to solve that issue. My final question to you, Ronan, is uh, what's your big piece of advice to everyone out there, companies out there, tech companies, people that are dabbling in AI, trying to understand analytics? What's that one piece of advice you have for everyone? Um, only one piece of advice. Okay. One piece of advice. I, I say, um, you know, AI is a big world, right? Like everybody's talking about AI. I'd say that the most important thing is trying to understand what problem that you're trying to solve, right? And then based on that, build your strategy, right? Um, I see a lot of companies, they want to be all over the place, right? They hear all those buzzwords and nice and like, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I'm like, all right, but what is the, what is the one problem you're trying to solve to your customers and let's build everything on top of that. And I think that's really important. Like understand kind of like the pain point, understand the workflow of your customers, right? And then incorporate elements of AI to help them be successful. Well, appreciate your time, Ronan. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And uh, until next time. Oh, hi. Thank you so much. Yeah. Enjoyed it, Ronan. Thank you very much. You got it. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great week. All right. Take care. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Certified Skills and AI and Tech Podcast, brought to you by Criterion, where we provide platforms, software, and test development and delivery services for certification programs.